Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook-hoarding reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast. On this podcast, we explore the power of leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading, notebooks and writing, and everything in between to make our lives better. And no matter what better means to you, the pages inside books and notebooks can help us get there. So each week, we'll mix together books, notebooks, mindful practices, and creativity to cultivate a life we love. Now grab a notebook and your TBR list, and let's get literate. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. I am so excited to dive into this particular topic with you today, books that spark a passion. Now, let's clarify. I did not say books that spark passion. There will be no Harlequin romance novels recommended here today. I said books that spark a passion, a passion, an interest, a hobby. That's the kind of passion that we're talking about here today. Now, as a kid, I had a whole lot of passions. I was a reader. I was a notebooker. I loved, loved, loved doing synchronized swimming dances with the neighbor at my grandmother's pool. I loved collecting frogs. I used to sing with my grandmother, especially when we went for rides in the car. I loved baking. I did lots and lots of loom crafts. I played the clarinet. I played the piano, all sorts of things. Other than anything athletic, I was pretty well-rounded in the passion department. I had interests. I had curiosity. And as a kid, I found time to enjoy the things that I liked doing. And then I became an adult, (laughs) right? And one by one, those passions seemed to disappear based on the seasons of life that I was in. Can you relate? I bet you can. And how do I know? Well, research shows us that when life gets busy, it's the hobby and leisure activities that are the first things to go. And that makes sense. But research also shows us that hobbies and leisure activity and all of these different kinds of passions, they're an essential part of our health and a happy lifestyle. So what can having a hobby or a passion project do? Well, it can force some margin and downtime in your busy life. It can help declutter your mind as you focus on one fun thing. If you have a physical hobby, then it can certainly get you in better physical health. All of these hobbies and passions can open up your world a bit. New ideas, new people, new places and things to explore. And it can even boost your career. Why? Because having hobbies, having interests, having passion projects, it gives us a lift of creativity. And then we take that creativity into other aspects of our adult life. At least that's what the Center for Adult Education says, and I gotta think it makes sense. So overall, having hobbies in our adult life, having something that sparks a passion, it can improve our mental health, it can reduce our stress, and it can boost those good chemicals that we're all trying so hard to cultivate inside our brains. So 
We have the research to show us it's clear. Adults need to have a hobby. Adults need to have something that sparks a passion in them. So I'm here today with three books to help you do just that. These three books are going to remind you what it's like to have a passion project for absolutely no reason at all. It's going to give you some ideas of what that passion project or hobby or leisure activity might be. And it's going to get you thinking about how you might carve some time out for that as we head into the summer season. So let's get started with the first book. The first book I want to share with you is a book with quite the interesting name by Tabitha Carvan. And that book is, this is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, I had been seeing this book everywhere. And I think it's the perfect book to start with because it really gives us this beautiful frame of why adults need passion projects for their health and wellness and no other reason at all other than to be into something. I had no idea who Benedict Cumberbatch was going into this book. I just knew that this book was getting a lot of hype and I wanted to read it. Now, when I started it, I had a big smile on my face right from the first get-go. And I read this book from cover to cover with that same smile and this little spark in my heart. Seriously, Tabitha Carvan has given readers the gift of joy, pure, unadulterated joy that sustains our days and just lifts our level of happiness for no reason at all. Now for her, that joy came in the form of Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, apparently, Benedict Cumberbatch is quite the famous actor, especially overseas, and is in a lot of movies and a lot of series. And there's a lot of things about Benedict Cumberbatch out there. Now, her unexplained obsession of this man started in midlife after she had her two babies. And even she says, this, this is odd. I'm a middle-aged happily married woman with two children who is completely obsessed with a celebrity like I might have been as a teenager. This is odd. But after she just let herself lean into that obsession, if you want to call it that, she started to realize why that kind of obsession was so needed in her life, right? It was perfectly natural. It was even expected because she was missing something. She was missing the time in her life to do something, to be into something, to get interested in something for absolutely no reason at all. And this book does a beautiful dance between sharing information about her obsession with Benedict Cumberbatch and all of the wonderfulness it brought into her life and reminding us that we all need this kind of unexplained obsession too. It's a book that really explores what it means to love something for no reason at all and to reclaim those parts of ourselves that may have been buried and hidden for a really, really long time. I actually want to read you one of my favorite quotes. I have put it down in my quote notebook and in my book journal. And here it is. All these middle-aged women, myself included, asking why it happened to us, why seemingly out of nowhere, we fell in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. We are asking ourselves the wrong question, though. Instead, 
we should be wondering where he's been all this time. What took him, what took him so long to turn up? If this capacity to make ourselves so happy just by being into something has been inside of us all along, what the hell have we been waiting for? Oh, I love that quote. What have we been waiting for? This book begs you to answer that question throughout every single page. You cannot help but be inspired about something as you see how much joy Benedict Cumberbatch brings to Tabitha. So it's not about getting obsessed with a person. It's not about going over the top. And like me, you might not even know who Benedict Cumberbatch is, but you can't help get excited about something as you're reading, of remembering what it was that lit you up as a kid, or something that you love to secretly indulge when no one is looking. What is that thing that you do or you read about, or you write, or you explore, or you hide off and figure out, that's the thing we should be doing more of. I think this book is a must read for anyone who wants to bring a little more passion, a little more leisure time, a little more downtime into their lives. But I think especially it's a must read for moms because Tabitha really does talk about how the shift into motherhood moved her away from some of the things that she used to do and how this was reclaiming that part of her life so that she could show up to the other aspects of life, particularly motherhood, even better. So I love this book. I think hands down, it is the best book to start with if you are looking to find some more time or trying to figure out what your thing might be. This is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch by Tabitha Carvan. I think that is the book for you. Now, moving on, I have a memoir for you. This is a memoir of someone who has figured out her thing, something that she has loved to do for a long time, but then during COVID got stopped short, right? Like many of us. And instead of leaning away from what she loved, she leaned into it completely. And I mean into it. So the book I'm talking about is Unraveling, What I Learned About Life While Shearing Sheep, Dying Wool, and Making the World's Ugliest Sweater by Peggy Orenstein. This memoir was enchanting. So I am not a knitter. I did not have any burning questions I needed answered about knitting, nor did I ever wonder where the clothing that I take for granted came from until this book. This book is bursting with passion. It is bursting with learning. And it's got some unflinchingly honest insights about life too. So Orenstein beautifully threads together. And yes, I was trying to throw a pun in there, threads together because we are unraveling. But she threads together her reflections on life and living with her current project which was to make a sweater literally from scratch. There's nothing else to do in COVID, right? We might as well do something. And she decided to take her love of knitting and go deep, literally starting with shaving the wool off of the sheep herself. She went down to the nitty gritty right from the source. And not only did she do all the things, did she shear the sheep, 
Did she spin the wool? Did she dye it? Did she do all the things that she needed to do? But she went in with this curious mind and open heart and learned absolutely everything. So she learned everything she could about sheep, about the sheep shearing process, about where our wool comes from, about how you dye it sustainably. All of those things that she would never have uncovered, she did because she let herself really, really lean into this passion project. I really love that about this book. It is a memoir and we get her passion. We get what she was doing. But we also get this layer of fascinating facts about the knitting industry right from the first page. I was completely hooked. Now, I might not take up knitting, but she definitely will light readers' hearts on fire to rekindle whatever passion of it is for her own. And then give yourself permission to really go deep and to just go down the rabbit hole and figure out where it came from, right? Do you love cupcakes? like I do. Well, maybe your rabbit hole is to discover where they even came from and who started them and who made the first sprinkle. Anyway, that's the kind of curiosity that Peggy brought to this project and that she brings to readers. And I I was just smitten with it the whole time. I wrote her a little thank you note on social media because this was the kind of book that I needed. And maybe you do too. So unraveling what I learned about life while shearing sheep, dyeing wool, and making the world's ugliest sweater by Peggy Orenstein. And by the way, the sweater is in the book. I don't think it's the ugliest sweater. I was pretty impressed that she was able to pull that off. Now, book number three is different. The first two books were memoirs. This third book is a fictional novel. It's a fictional novel about the incredible power of a passion to shape your life. The book I'm talking about is Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This book is captivating. So Carrie Soto has spent her entire life working to be the best player that tennis has ever seen. With 20 Grand Slam titles to her name, she accomplished just that. But When an up-and-coming player threatens her record six years into retirement, Terry comes back, or Carrie comes back to tennis to reclaim her record at 37 years old. I loved that. I have never done anything remotely athletic enough to be considered uh, in Carrie Soto's world. I, I barely got through softball as a fifth and sixth grader in elementary school. (laughs) But I really enjoyed reading about someone who was completely different than me in terms of what her passion was, but still had that same single-minded, let's get something accomplished, upholder kind of focus that I like to think that I have for what I do. So with her father as her coach, she challenges herself physically and mentally as she works towards greatness in tennis once again, and perhaps at all costs. So I can't give you away too many spoilers, but I will say that for me, this book was a very intense read. It was quite lengthy, but it couldn't put it down. The characters were absolutely riveting. The story was definitely propelling. You wanted to find out what happens next and you get a sense of the backstory as well. 
And the ending was very, very emotional. I will definitely be channeling my inner Carrie Soto <laughs> for years to come in the future because this character just takes you by storm. Some of you might hate her for some of the things that she says and does. And I think most of you will love her for some of the things she says and does. But Taylor Jenkins Reid gives us such a beautiful, intricate picture of who this character is that you can't help but get behind her for what she's trying to do. She's trying to bring a passion back into her life that gave her her life. And so this passion has a different kind of stakes than the other kinds of passions do, like being obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch or just deciding to make a sweater from scratch. This is her life, but it shows you how your passion can change the trajectory of your life if you want to. Now, passion projects, interests, hobbies, they shouldn't be tied to anything at all. You don't have to do them for a particular reason. They don't have to bring you money or success, but they could. And this book shows us that delicate balance between the two. I absolutely loved it. So that's Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So there you have it. Three books that are guaranteed to spark a passion for you. So what's next? You know that I like taking my lessons from my reading life into my actual life. So how could you do the same? Well, I've got four ideas for you actually four steps. Number one, I want you to go read one of these books or a book like it so that you can find the inspiration to either figure out a hobby, reignite a hobby or passion, and find some time to spend doing things you love for no reason at all. And you might start with these two questions. What did you used to love to do as a kid? When time and money and success, all of those things didn't matter and you just had fun doing a thing, what was that thing? And then now as an adult, ask yourself if time and money were not a factor in the equation, what would you do with your days? How would you spend it? The answers to those questions can give you some unique insight into what your passion project or interest that you need next might be. So find books on that thing, right? You might start with one of these three books to get you excited about a passion project. But once you know what that passion or interest is, go find a book, go read a book on that topic and get inspired. Send me a, a DM, send me an email, comment on the post. Let me know what your passion project is. And I promise we can find a book to send to you to light you up so that you do step number three, which is find some time for it. Now, this is the hard part. Is it find time? Is it make time? If you go online and you get all of the recommendations of how adults can have hobbies or how to find time or make time for the things that you love, there are a couple of pretty similar and general recommendations. Number one, don't strive for perfection. Try to find a small pocket of time each week not even each day, but a half an hour or an hour each week to do something that you love for no reason at all seems much more doable than diving in and making it your obsession and your full-on passion project like some of the characters that we've read here. 
So figure out just a 30 minute or a 60 minute block of time each week where you could explore whatever that thing is. Second recommendation, get up a little earlier. Everyone is always saying get up earlier. Now for me, that works. I am an early bird. In fact, I'm actually recording this episode at 6 a.m. before the rest of the house gets up because that just works for me. But getting up a few minutes earlier when the house is quiet after a cup of coffee, it could give you time to do whatever that passion project is. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's hand lettering. Maybe it's baking a new recipe so that when your family wakes up, it's ready to go in the morning. Whatever it is, maybe the morning time will work for you. But know that you can always go to bed a few minutes early to reclaim that sleep. Now, the third recommendation is a hard one, but likely the most powerful one. Just stop scrolling and do something else. Just stop scrolling. Get off of Instagram, off of TikTok, off of Facebook, off of whatever app on your phone is stealing your attention and do something else. Limit your scrolling or stop it for one day or even just track your scrolling for one day. See how much time you're losing and that will likely be a spark to spend that time elsewhere. And then the last thing is for all of you upholders in Gretchen Rubin's world, if upholders are your tendency, put it on the calendar. Every Thursday from five to six, schedule in some fun. It doesn't seem fun to schedule in some fun, but sometimes that's the only thing that actually works. And then the last recommendation, after you have thought about what your hobby might be, you've read a book or maybe you've watched a YouTube video to spark that interest again, you've made some time for it, the last thing to do is get some social accountability. Get a community around you. It gives you the accountability to stay present in that hobby. It gives you the inspiration of the other members of the group, and it can give you a little bit of FOMO, fear of missing out on what everyone else is doing and the thing that you wish you were doing. So you can find a community, whether that's in person or online, to help continue to spark that passion project and help you actually stay engaged in it. Okay. I hope this episode sparks a passion, a interest, a hobby, a something for you today. And you saw this episode as a sign to just do that thing that you love for absolutely no reason at all and just do it. Find some time to do it this summer. And I hope you share it with me. I would love to know what your passion project is. You can head online to social media and find me at Afnito Lit and comment on the post for this episode. Or you could head to alitlife.com and you could let me know in the show notes. Putting that out there, putting it out to the world, what you hope to get more involved and engaged and invested in. Well, that can help us all reclaim our passion projects, especially as we head into what is hopefully a little bit slower of a summer season. So that's it for me today. I hope I have you thinking of something that you want to add to your schedule for no reason at all, other than it's something that you would love to do. So I'll see you next week, everyone. Happy reading. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. 
You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. And if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing lives, like bonus podcast episodes, book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. But one more thing. If you love what you listen to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks so much for listening.